being an immigrant, we literally can find other people from our communities who are into business, like perhaps for mine, like I'm the South Asian, Indian Asian community and everybody has a job. Nobody, very less. I mean, I will not say nobody, but maybe 10% of Indians that I've come across here in Oregon have their own businesses. So I'm anyway behind in this game. And I have this urge to put myself into this pool of other immigrant business founders because I want to be like them. I want to be more knowledgeable like them. Mm -hmm. So I have all this drive to put myself into that network. So that is my drive because I can't find people from my community who are running a business successfully and today are overcoming all these challenges like myself. So I need to resonate with people. And the more I go out, the more I build my network, the more I associate myself with these communities, the more I'm going to learn, the more I'm going to adapt, the faster I'm going to come into this play of business. You're listening to Foreign Founders, where we tell stories of immigrant and international founders who are working tirelessly to shape the future. We share stories of their upbringing, culture, and background, and explore the companies and products they're building. We want to highlight these founders because these are stories that are often not told. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back, listeners. Today, we have a passionate mompreneur from Portland, Oregon. Pallavi Pandit is the founder and CEO of Detox, a sustainable women-owned brand making compostable and microwave-safe, non-toxic, single-use disposable dinnerware from naturally fallen plum leaves from for the home, for food vents, and the hospitality industry. In this episode, she shares Detox start how she marketed the initial products, her advice on how to start a D2C brand, and many, many more insights. Enjoy the show. Hi, Pavi. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I would love to learn all about detox, but to begin, what was your background? Where do you grow up? Thank you for asking that. And as you can see, I am a brown person. So I did grow up in India. And I have my background in engineering from the Ohio State University, which was almost a decade over before. And now I have ventured into a mompreneur brand, which is my current business. And it is called Detox, spelled as D-T-O-C-S, which is a non-standardized spelling of the word detox, which means cleansing journey, but with palm leaves. And if you're wondering why is that, because I'm a mompreneur who rescues fallen leaves and I convert them into sustainable tableware dishes for homes and events. Did you always know that you were going to be a business owner or entrepreneur? No, I did not. I didn't even know if I wanted to be married. I didn't even know if I wanted to ever have kids. I didn't even know if I'm going to become a mompreneur, but it all fell in alignment to my upbringing and my educational background and my experiences. So I'm glad to say that I'm a founder and owner of a brand today. And and I don't think we can plan as much as we want to plan our lives. Isn't that right? (laughs) Every week, every month, every year, it's totally different. And a decade, that's a very long time as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about the background that you had to that led to this moment? Why did you decide to make a foodware company? Why did you decide that you want to tackle sustainability as a challenge? Are there any stories early on in your life that led to this moment? Definitely. I would love to share some light on that. So as you know now that my upbringing was in India, mm-hmm. I was very much rooted in my Indian culture of being able to enjoy food on banana leaves. And that is what I did as a child. And after I came to this country, after I became a mom, and after I realized how much trash I was actually creating at my own home after hosting my parties, mm-hmm. I was like, I am done with this and I need to find a better way 
to become a better human being, a more responsible human being and a better mom. Mm -hmm. Because I was role modeling all of this with to my two daughters who are 11 and 9 today. But when I started four years ago, I was like, how can I be inspired from my Indian culture and bring the concept of eating on leaves to the Western world. So that is why I went back to my roots. Mm -hmm. and I found the resources, which is fallen palm leaves in India, in a cottage farm industry of areca palm trees. So the mm -hmm. purpose of these trees is to produce areca nuts. Once the nuts are consumed, the leaves fall down. And that is where my work begins, which is we start rescuing these fallen leaves we heat compress them and we give them another use, which is creating plates, bowls, spoons, straws, etc. using these leaves for homes, for parents like me who love hosting, who love partying. So that is why I do stand for three things, which is people, parties and planet. Did you know that was the solution that you wanted to go into directly? And what was the first product for detox? So definitely, I did not know if this was the perfect solution because from my experience, I knew we've been eating on banana leaves for hundreds of years in Indian culture. But what I did know was like, I couldn't provide a banana leaf to consumer because of a couple of reasons. Of course, it is a leaf. It doesn't hold a lot of stuff, whether it's cold or liquid. It's not going to survive microwave heat. It's not going to hold anything in your hands. Of course, that was where I had to go back to India and find my resource, which was palm leaves. And that is when I was like, I'm not going to deal with cheap paper. I'm not going to deal with toxic plastic or expensive bamboo. And that is where I found the sweet spot, which was palm leaves, where I could craft them into sustainable tableware. So that was my initial beginning. And when I did launch my brand in 2019, mm -hmm. I really echoed with the word detox because I was like, every time we think about buying organic groceries, spending on expensive food, we always think about keeping our inside of our bodies clean, detoxifying the inside. Mm -hmm. But why not outside? Who's going to do that? Who's going to take care of that? And that is where I was like, I want to become that viral household brand that viral brand that is being used in all the hospitality and all hotels and all resorts and all corporate events at all intimate events for consumers where we can not only clean the inside of our bodies, but mm -hmm. also the outside, which is the environment by using to do good for people and planet products by consuming better alternatives than, like I said, the cheap paper, plastic or expensive bamboo products. So I launched with literally four products, which was four plates, mm -hmm. round, rectangle, square, and oval shapes in 2019. And I just went to India and I ordered, I found my vendor suppliers where we manufacture our products today. And I was like, I'm going to get a half a container of these products and I will just try to test the market, how the consumer responds to the sustainable option. Because I knew at that time, I was doing my own research of finding sustainable tableware and I wasn't finding any. So I knew that there was a gap where the consumer, like myself, would be looking for something like it. Mm -hmm. and could potentially be me who's providing the consumer with this kind of alternative. So I incorporated four of these products in 2019 and I started selling them virtually on online on e-commerce, which was purely through my website. But then mm -hmm. in 20, COVID happened and people were not partying. And I thought, oh my God, this is the end of my baby. My business is going to die. But then what happened was I spent a lot of time 
during COVID, making people aware of sustainable options, why we need sustainable products, or even sometimes the problem is not that people don't know they need sustainable options. It's just they need to know how to get access to these sustainable options. So that is where I spent my 2020 in educating the consumer about these sustainable options that are available to them to use in their homes, because we were spending almost 24-7 in our homes during COVID cooking meals and having dish full of dirty dishes. And I was tired of that. I'm sure <laughs> consumers who are listening to this were also tired Yeah, dirty dishes. And that's when I was like, oh my God, my plates are going to come so handy to people where they can not only eliminate the plastic and paper from their lives, but also just be responsible consumer at this mm-hmm. point in time, using so many, going through so many dishes at home. So that was my journey. And then after spending a lot of education, awareness campaigns in 2020, we started selling a bunch in 2021. 2022 was our on the uprise. And 2023 so far has been the best year for us because people know how to find us. People are supporting my brand. People know what I stand for, our mission, our vision. And again, every dollar that is spent to making purchase of our products goes towards social impacting livelihoods of women workforce, Mm -hmm. the children in India who we sponsor the education for. So people stand by and align with these values. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm immensely grateful to our consumer today. There's a lot of great information packed into, you know, the last couple of minutes that you said, I I do want to break it up and like break it down a little bit. So you launched with four different products, different sizes of these Tableware. On leaves, tableware plates. And you had a manufacturer in India Mm -hmm. and you said, all right, I want to test these out. How many plates did you make that you thought was appropriate? How did you find the people who are making those plates? That's a great question because everybody should know that I am not a direct manufacturer. I don't manufacture the products myself, but we do ties up with our vendors or like I said, how did I get to those manufacturers was because of my own pain point of getting a plate that can hold hot liquids, cold liquids, can go in the refrigerator, can go in the microwave. I had to go myself to India and I had to go and test the quality of the products. I had to test them out in real world, how they react to liquids, how they hold up. Because as a mom, I was concerned because my kids would bring takeout food in styrofoams. They would then transfer the food into glass containers to warm it up. Then after that, they would transfer them into a plate dish to eat. And then this was like washing two to three dishes every meal. And I was fed up and I was like, no, there has to be a solution. So I had to myself go down to India, work with our suppliers that are today, build that relationship, a robust relationship with them, have a transparent relationship, communications, what I'm exactly looking for, what kind of products. So we had to come up with designs. And that's where I invest and we invest in the designs, the shapes that I want to provide my consumer. And how I do it is I listen to my consumer. Half of the times when I'm doing trade shows, people tell me, oh, do you have a bowl that comes that can hold sauces on a charcuterie board? Yeah. I didn't have those four years ago because like I said, I launched four plates, but today we have 40 products and it is because we kept on adding at least 10 products every year because of what our consumer was telling us, which was, hey, I need a small bowl that can hold jelly in a vineyard charcuterie board, or I need a small platter that can hold charcuterie for two when we serve wine to our consumer. So listening to our consumer's feedback helped me innovate new products and keep adding them to our portfolio. Mm -hmm. And that's how we've been growing. Mm -hmm. And when you talk to these consumers, and then Mm -hmm. now you have 40 plus product lines, Mm -hmm. can you tell the listeners a little bit 
about these previous alternatives that people have, whether it's like paper, plastic, bamboo, maybe the removing the plastic because, you know, a couple components that are really important to detox. First one is really high quality. Second is, you know, planet friendly. Yes. And so with paper, what are the issues today that doesn't address both of those two things? Sure. So when people think about so-called compostable products, there are a couple of things that are actually hidden or they might not know. Yeah. Just the word compostable could be very dicey because sometimes the product might say it is compostable, but it doesn't say in how many days because it could take thousands of years for mm -hmm. a paper product or a plastic product to decompose because of the linings they might have, the coatings they might have. So that is where detox comes into play. And we are very confident in saying we are compostable in 90 days in the backyard as well as in commercial composting. So that is where, where our true value lies and we surpass all the paper and plastic products. And that is why they do come in a premium pricing as well. So if a paper plate could be 10 cents, our plate, which is a premium quality, premium pricing is 30 cents. Mm -hmm. But the main difference is would somebody like to keep a paper or a plastic plate at the biggest day of their life, which is perhaps their wedding or the kid's birthday party or yeah. a fancy Thanksgiving or Christmas party? No, the answer is no, right? So that is where I want to provide that quality premium product to our consumers who are looking for alternatives, like I said, to paper, plastic or expensive bamboo. Yeah. Thank you. That was really helpful because, you know, you, like you said, you see, you go to a store and then you see a bunch of labels and they're always like green signs, compostable to mm -hmm. non-educated consumer like myself. Like, I don't know the difference. So how you describe it was really helpful. And I, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Moving forward with, you had a pain point. You didn't want your kids to have three different dishes to basically take out. And then all the parties that you're hosting, you went to work with teams and manufacturers, come up with these prototypes and designs. You brought it back to the consumers. And now the marketing piece, I think a lot of the early stage founders like us have really hard time with. So can you tell us a little bit more about how do you started that marketing journey? You had those physical products with you and your website. Now what? What were some of the things that you did? Great question again, because I had no clue about what marketing looks like, what it should be like. Yeah. So that is when actually I spent a lot of time educating myself what marketing is and what it should look like for a brand like mine. And that's when 2020 came into picture. I had all the time in the world to educate myself and go through a lot of accelerator programs that actually talked and that actually showed tips and tricks about marketing. So that is what I did first. So apart from having a vision to create eco-friendly alternatives, I actually spent time on using templates from online, using experiments, using AI to figure out what marketing should be. And then I started my brand storytelling and I put it into all our social medias, into our marketing, addressing not only the environmental concerns, but also showing how we support our rural communities back in India. Mm -hmm. How we build relationships, like you said, with our manufacturers, with our supplier vendors, with the local women artisans who actually make our products in India with their hands, how we heat compress them with our love and care under machines, how we empower these women with jobs, we provide them sewing machines so that they can earn their livelihoods, how we sponsor the education for these children back at home in India. So all of these stories are a part of my brand. And this is what makes our brand, which is Detox. And 
that is what I use in our product and in our social initiatives through storytelling on marketing. And that is what I've been doing so far, being authentic, putting whatever is there out there, no fancy table mm -hmm. setting or any kind of influencer marketing. I have never spent any money on that. And you will not believe all the pictures or all the content that you will actually see is all user-generated content for us on all our social media cross it because those are my real influences. Those are the real people who have actually used our products and given us their real authentic feedback. And that is what I highly stand for. Yeah, I heard just recently Brian Chesky from Airbnb who was saying about the power of brand. And I thought that resonated a lot to me. He was basically like, there's some channels, let's say like paid advertising is a laser in a dark room. Like you can focus on a select place and be able to address that issue. But a brand and building that experience from end to end for your customer is like a chandelier in a dark room where it lights up a lot of the room. And I thought that was a really powerful way, analogy to talk about, you know, how to get your brand like detox out and like building not only this, you know, the product that people love and want, but also all the storytelling behind that as well. That's really cool. I love the analogy of light because I always say UGC, user-generated content, our consumers are like the fire and yeah. they add fuel to the fire by spending those extra marketing dollars, which can go towards ad campaigns, pushing the products, pushing the brand values because it needs to be in front of people. And how do people get access to it? Could be through those marketing ad campaigns. Like you said, the chandelier is because of the parts, the light. So the whole brand is because of the whole elements, which is the content, the marketing, and having the consumer access to all of it. Yeah. I really want to take this back to your background as an immigrant. Can you tell us more about like the challenges that you may have faced as an immigrant founder building Detox? Definitely. That question is very dear to my heart because I came to this country at a very young age, at 22, when I got married. And at that time, I was only an immigrant, not an immigrant founder. And I did face various challenges, including adapting to a new culture, navigating complex regulations, because I knew that I wanted to work for myself. I could never do a corporate job or a desk job, but I knew that I have so much of creativity in myself or authenticity in myself that I love talking and telling stories. So I knew one day I do want to start a business. So navigating all the complex business regulations, I always wanted to read and keep track of what it looks like to build a network, a business in a foreign country. So definitely these barriers pose challenges to me, but I was really determined to overcome all of this and not let anything stop me. So the support of my family, the community, the mentors I have today, the other small business like-minded people that I have today, I think they have played the most crucial role in my journey because half of the times my knowledge comes from other business owners. How do you do this? What have you done for that? And they have been the ones who have shaped me as an entrepreneur because they answer all my questions and they instill that drive in me to create, keep creating this business, this brand, and just become more socially responsible as a brand. So I think the community has fostered this drive in me and it helps me push this brand into an environmental brand. And this community is like a local community in Portland? Pretty very much. 80% I will say local community, but I do travel for conferences and shows and meeting other business people, other industry leaders. So mm -hmm. I will say a little bit of it has to, be, has to do with nationwide community as well. Yeah. That's what I hear all the time. And that's why one of the reasons why I created this platform was not only to tell stories like yours, but a lot of founders, immigrant founders, especially they're like, I want 
you know, specific knowledge from immigrant founders that they can share based on their experience or their knowledge and also network as well. And yeah, I think you said your network is really diverse and, you know, all kinds of businesses probably and all kinds of people, but also for the network. And I'm thinking of it as well as like other immigrant founders who have gone through and paved that path before you and being able to like learn from that is also really critical. So that's right. And I think the reason for that is because being an immigrant, we literally can find other people from our communities who are into business, like perhaps for mine, like I'm the South Asian, Indian Asian community, and everybody has a job. Nobody, very less. I mean, I will not say nobody, but maybe 10% of Indians that I've come across here in Oregon have their own businesses. So I'm anyway behind in this game. And I have this urge to put myself into this pool of other immigrant business founders, because I want to be like them. I want to be more knowledgeable like them. Mm -hmm. So I have all this drive to put myself into that network. So that is my drive because I can't find people from my community who are running a business successfully and today are overcoming all these challenges like myself. So I need to resonate with people. And the more I go out, the more I build my network, the more I associate myself with these communities, the more I'm going to learn, the more I'm going to adapt, the faster I'm going to come into this play of business, right? Yeah. I agree. That's why, you know, we have this platform and then you're telling that story as well. Mm -hmm. So you said 2023 so far has been the best year for detox. What are the components that, you know, went into that? Increasing your product line covers a lot more of the surface area for a lot of consumers to find the product that they want. But what are other areas that you were like, oh my gosh, this worked phenomenally well this year? I would like to start with... Now that everybody knows that Detox is a brand which is on a mission to reduce plastic and paper waste, we have been able to sell 10 million of these palm leaf plates just in 2023. So talking about the impact, like how many plastic and paper plates we've been able to eliminate, we are so happy to put that number out, which is at least 10 million plates. And that is just a beginning. And that is why I said this has been the best year for us. So not only have been able to expand our product line, we've been able to grow our robust relationships with our suppliers back at home. We've been able to scale up our relationships. So initially we had one vendor. Today we work with five vendors, Mm -hmm. which means more products being manufactured, which means more products being sold, which means more products being able to eliminate the plastic and paper waste. So all of that, and then our social impacts have double, tripled this year. So until last year, we were supporting our women workforce in India. We were paying for their rations, taking care of their medical facilities. This year, we've also added sewing machines. We've been able to give them sewing machines so that they can take care of their livelihoods. They can be empowered as people who are bringing paychecks in their households. We have been able to give sponsorship to 10 children, their children Mm -hmm. in every household where they are from underprivileged communities and they have not been able to go to dance school or they've not been able to afford their books for that matter. So we've been able to do all of these social impact initiatives this year. So I think we're very proud of that. And our goal is to keep increasing these social impact initiatives. So that is why we are so thankful to the support from our consumers, because they are dollars that are put to all of these initiatives. Yeah, double prong way of helping the world. First with the product, second with the social initiatives that come from people engaging with the product and buying the product and becoming customers. 
Yes. And it did take us three to four years to be here where we are today, because I always say this to people that you just can't start putting out something what you don't have it in already. So first, empower yourself, build a business, get to your profits, which I did after four years, which is okay. And after that, when you have enough sufficient funds, then start taking care of what you really want to do as social impact business, social enterprise. And it's okay to take time, invest in, in it and have a strategy, have plans and do execute it. Does social enterprise for you functionally mean it's a detox as a B Corp? Not yet, but that is one of our goals. Like we do want to get our B Corp certification in the next two years. But I know because we don't manufacture directly, it's going to be a different route for us. It's way easier when you're a direct manufacturer, when you deal with the bottom ground level work, which is the machinery, the solar panels for electricity, the kilowatts you're dealing with, the water that you are consuming to wash the leaves. So Mm -hmm. all of that becomes way easier when you're actually doing all of that work on ground. But since because we manufacture third party, we have to go through the process in a different route to get this. But if not this certification, we are actually behind other certifications that can bring up to this value to us near future. Yeah. And we can have you on in the future again, you know, when we can talk about that as well. Sounds like a plan. Are you ready for a couple of rapid fire yes, questions? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. First is, you know, there are so many founders who are thinking about doing direct to consumer brands. Mm-hmm. What are some advice or takeaways that they can do from your experience building Detox? This one is personal to me because I know I don't believe in inventing a wheel. So what I did as my direct-to-consumer brand, where I scaled 80%, I piggybacked on the wheel with Amazon. I built my brand over there. And from there, we pivoted into our e-commerce website strategy, which has come to us directly now. So my tip is that don't try to invent a wheel. What is there? Use it to your utmost resource. Leverage that resource, build something, and then pivot into direct-to-consumer brand. What made that pivot smoother than normal for you? So in each of our products that we sell, we have a scanner code so that our consumer can reach us directly because sometimes we don't get to find out who's buying a product on Amazon because the trick is we not only sell directly to consumer on Amazon, we also sell wholesale, which means it could be XYZ restaurant, XYZ vineyard, XYZ retailer, or a big distributor. So how do we make sure that we get to, we have access? It's a two-way communication when it's a brand. It's a two-way communication between a founder, a brand, and a consumer. So we hide these scanner QR codes in our products so that the consumer can reach to us directly. And that is what made the communication two-way and much more smoother for us between us and our consumer. Yeah. Put this in that pivot, in that shift by moving from Amazon dependency to our own e-commerce strong relationship and storefront. That's a great tip for a lot of the founders out there. A lot of the DTC founders too, I hear that they're always worried, especially working through Amazon to be like, oh my gosh, Pavi, you have a unique product and unique POV with detox, but then competitors are always looking for that opportunity. How do you think about that when you're building D2C brand? So competition will always be there. So if you are thinking you don't have competition, you have to be a fool. I'm sorry to say that, but I think the sooner you realize it and the sooner you start focusing on yourself, I mean, definitely scan your competition, see what their USPs are and how you can stand out of that. So for example, Detox has a lot of competition on Amazon. If you just type palm leaf tableware, there'll be a number of brands and definitely it has increased to a twofold just in the last four years. Like when I was going through my own pain point and my own oh shit moment of not having a good alternative, sustainable alternative plate wear or tableware. 
there were hardly four suppliers at that point of time. But after COVID, I'm seeing 20 other people sell palm leaf plates. But again, the difference is having that two-way communication as a brand owner. Today, if I'm doing a podcast, Mm -hmm. is where it makes me different as a brand owner and founder. The other people who are just selling on Amazon might not be doing a podcast or might not be on the articles and magazines. So that is where you really have to do your research and find who's a brand, who's not a brand, who's just a reseller, who's just a supplier, who's just a manufacturer, who, or who's just a wholesaler. And that is where a brand really stands out. And that is what Detox have. We have worked days in and out to stand this, really stand out this brand and we are making waves and it is all because of our consumers. They are recognizing us, they are finding us and they're coming to us. So thank you to that. Yeah. Incredible. What does it mean to be a mompreneur? A mom who's always on her toes, tippy toes, whether it's to rescue leaves or it is to bring up responsible kids. <laughs> what are you most optimistic about? Well, I am optimistic about growing awareness of environmental sustainability because people, this is a people's business. This is a people product business. And it's people who are increasingly choosing eco-friendly products like mine, which is detox palm leaf tableware. And they're realizing the importance of reducing, eliminating paper and plastic weight. So I'm hopeful about this positive impact that we can make in our communities together mm -hmm. by empowering each other, by promoting sustainable practices. And my mission is resonating with consumers and they are acknowledging, they are recognizing my business. And I just believe we can continue to drive this positive change in the world together. I love that. And that's a great ending. Where would you like to send the listeners if they, you know, curious about your journey, your background, but also detox? I highly encourage people to check out our Instagram, which is Detox Plates. And again, this is spelled as D-T-O-C-S, which is a different spelling because sometimes people are like, we can't find you. And I'm like, what are you typing? And then they're like, D-E-T-O-X. And I'm like, ah, this is D-T-O-C-S. So definitely our website is another place. If you want to get to us directly, get to know our brand story, our mission. And the most fascinating thing is people jaw drop when they ask, how do you use a leaf to make a plate? So we show all of that on our website. So do check our story and our product journey on our website, which is detox.com. And at the end of the day, I love connecting with people. Like I said, this is a two-way communication. This is a brand owner. I'm a brand founder. And I highly encourage people to connect with me on LinkedIn. And they can find me with my name, Pallavi Pandey. And a fun fact here, in my Indian language, which is Hindi, the meaning of Pallavi, would you like to know that? Yes. It means leaf. The meaning of Pallavi is a leaf. No way. So I'm a mompreneur, yes, who's just trying <laughs> to do this. And I highly encourage people to start a communication with me and connect with me on LinkedIn and find out more about how uh, this journey has been for me. And I'm not kidding. It literally, Pallavi literally means a leaf. Yeah, mind blown. You were meant to be doing this. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining the show and sharing your story and sharing you know, your company as well, the vision, the product and the world that you want to see with it. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you to listeners. And thank you for this opportunity. I have had fun conversation. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this valuable, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast app. One more thing, Foreign Founders is a new podcast, so please consider leaving a rating or review. That helps more people find the show. See you on the next episode.